You like Family Circus? I like Marmaduke. Oh, ugh, he's always on the furniture, unsanitary. Nobody can tell Marmaduke what to do. That's my kind of dog. I like to read Kathy. Episode 116. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. All right, I've finally got a reason to get that iPhone, the Cylon Detector app. And now, here are your hosts, Brad, Frank, and Bill. And that's why Sean Pryor will never be on our show again. That's, he just told me point blank. <laughs> I can't believe he actually said that. Can't so he went to you in confidence? Said those uh, things? Yes, he actually boarded a plane, came here to Dallas, pointed at my face, yeah. told me told me the reason I just told you, mm-hmm. and said, and that's why I'll never be on Half Hour Wasted and then, again. And then Frank said, oh yeah, well the jerk store called, they said they're all out of you. <laughs> How did you know that that's what I said? <laughs> no. My psychic abilities. <laughs> April Fool's! Is it April Fool's when this show comes out? It's darn close. It's not already. And uh, there's I'm a bunch gonna, of fools on this show. But well, there's a bunch April. of there's a bunch of fools who wish uh, they could watch more Battlestar Galactica, but um, unfortunately, Battlestar Galactica is an ex parrot. It is no more. It sings with the choir invisible. <laughs> uh, this is our April Fool show. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, then there will be a, April a, a Fool. There will be a lovely trick at the end of this episode. Then. It is April Fools. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I guess we're yeah. not going to be able to do the thing we talked about <laughs> doing for April Fools. Do you want to mention what that was, since we're not going to do it now? <laughs> Go ahead. We were going to have our wives, girlfriends, and uh, friends come on, females, and host the show, all girls, and talk about girl stuff. That would have been funny. Yeah. We've still got time. <clears throat> it doesn't have to post. Maybe we do an April Fool's show in June or May. <laughs> June now that- Fool's. That would be a fool. Mm. Reading pizza. I've Brad, thank you plenty. for the pizza. You're welcome. I've had plenty. Brad, Brad opted for the pizza tonight. Mm. 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 Uh, I just meant to turn it down a little bit. Our sponsors today, we have two, In Stock Trades and DCB Service. DCB Service, you can track your orders online. You get monthly specials up to 75% off. It's discount comic book service, DCBService.com, up to 40% off major publishers. Yes. In Stock Trades, sister company, up to 37% off and no shipping on orders of over $50. And occasionally, uh, you can find a book for more than 37% off when Comic Geek Speak does their book of the month. Some of those are 40 or 45% off, so it's a bargain all around. So true. Good service, good money, good bargains. Goodbye. Good reading. That was some of the best pizza I've had all month. It's good to eat pizza. It is. But, uh, it, me being Catholic, um, Fridays were supposed to abstain from meat during Lent, and so I didn't have. I had a meatless Friday. That's some good sausage in that pizza. Today's not Friday. No. 
But today's Saturday. I got to eat meat today. I didn't oh, get to eat meat gotcha. yesterday. Gotcha. That's a good meat. <clears throat> so we're going to do a half-hour show this this week, right? <laughs> I think so. We don't have time, Tony the Timer to keep us on guide, so I'll just have to watch this. Yeah, just know. watch that. That's our April Fool's joke. <laughs> yeah, that is actually good. Yeah, keep it. April Fool's show is only half an hour. <laughs> Approximately. <laughs> What's funny is people are uh, people are probably not going to believe us until the show actually ends a half an hour in. So, uh, you know. well, they've already downloaded the episode. Oh, good point. You can't hear anything. Ashley's back with us again. She can't hear. Okay. So we just—is it going to be now? generic comic talk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've got a bag. I've got a bag full of. You can hear now. Yeah. I got a bag full of things <clears throat> that I wanted to that I've been reading or purchased or got a while back that never told you guys about. Okay. Um, yes, I got I got a couple things I can talk. Well, you know, while you dig yours up, Brad, I can talk about. I recently read um, Marvel's um, House of M, which I've never read before. Bill, really? thank you for lending that to me. No it's more my pleasure. Mutants. And uh, wow, it, for some reason, I thought I'd, I'd never be interested in it. <laughs> uh, I told Bill right when I came in. You know what? This reminds me a lot in tone of um, Identity, Identity Crisis. crisis. I heard yeah. you say that, and I still haven't figured out what you meant by that. Um, just because it's more about murder mysteries, not so much about fighting crime and, and you know beating up bad guys and stuff. It's about how the world is being affected, both you know on a macro and a micro scale. And this one's macro, of course. Yeah. Um, There's not so much uh, mutants shooting laser beams out there. Stinking eyes. It's more about mutants talking about their feelings. And mm-hmm. one of my very good, by the way. One of my favorite. House of M stories was the Incredible Hulk House of M. Mm-hmm. Ah. At that point in that story, he w- actually became the ruler of Australia. Really? Which was interesting. Okay. That's a perfect fit. It's been a while yeah. since I've reread uh, House of M. Was he, um, and he, of course, he was the Hulk at the time, right? Yes. Yeah, and he had these really cool white tattoos on his green body. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, okay, Aborigines yeah. will have tattoos and stuff. Oh, nice. He had really cool white tattoos. It was cool. And did he have a queen? Did he have a court? Did he have a. I don't recall that much of it. I don't think he had a queen. I think he was kind of a loner, dotty, a rebel, you mm-hmm. know. So, but I liked House of M. I mean, it. it I think there was so much hype with it that it that nice it really reference, didn't. By the way, it really didn't. Uh, it really didn't live up to it. But mm-hmm. I still enjoyed parts of it. Yeah, it it, it wasn't action packed, but it was. There was a lot of drama in it. Drama for your mama. It was kind of nice because things actually changed in that comic book. And so so it, it's almost become rare where the status quo has actually changed. I mean, mm-hmm. good heavens, uh, Marvel has tried uh, with the last two summer blockbuster mm-hmm. series to really change it. I guess Civil War did a good job of changing the status quo. But, yeah. For a while. But until yeah. until Mephisto came along and screwed it up. Mephisto. Don't get me started. So, Brad, now. what do you got in your bag of tricks? Well, um, Zeus Comics here in Dallas was having a sale this weekend. In right. fact, it's still going through Tuesday. Hey, where is Zeus Comics? This it is like kind of downtown-ish, isn't it? and uh, Tollway kind of sort of. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I drive by that thing every time I go see my VO guru. There yes. Across, <sighs> almost across from the Whole Foods. So when you... Oh, when you're going south on mm-hmm. the tollway, yeah, get off at Wycliffe. No, no, you have to exit Mockingbird. Okay, wasn't it right by where Cape was? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You exit Mockingbird, you hang a right, and you go down to uh, Inwood. Hang okay. a left, 
go to Lemon, hang a left. Yeah. It takes you under the highway. Right. Because there's no exit for Lemon. Exactly, yeah. You kind of have to do the white. And then it would be on your right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what I've always done is I've always uh, gone shot down the tollway to get off the Wycliffe Plaza, and then you kind of wind your way back to Lemon. This is so this people is are being thrilled by this. Everybody who's in Dallas, mm-hmm. get your GPSs out and follow along with us, everybody. We're going on a trip. They were having a thirty-five percent off trades. Wow! Back issues and toys and statues. Excellent. No way! So I picked up a few things. I picked up. You said this is running through like Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, too bad people listening won't uh, get anything out of this, but I just might. I picked up the Dark Horse Predator Omnibus Volume 1. Okay. I've picked up the Aliens Omnibuses, not hmm. all of them, but a couple, and a Predator ver- Alien versus Predator. Now, this is just the plain old Predator. Omnibus. I obviously, you guys hey, know I love those things. Yes? Uh, describe it, because that, to me, I love that size of books. This is smaller than, hang on. Smaller than a regular comic book, but bigger than a digest. Okay, I'm holding it up next to a trade, which typically is the same size as a as a regular comic. Right. Yeah. I would say it's a half an inch narrower mm-hmm. from left to right, and it's an inch shorter, inch and a quarter shorter, maybe. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna Are you getting a, uh, a look at this with the ruler? All right, the Dark Horse Omnibuy are nine inches tall. And six, six inches, inches wide. wide. Thank you. And then measure the trade. Hmm. Yeah, and so regular, you know, comics are what ten and something. Ten and a. This one's ten and a quarter by six and five eighths. So it's just a little smaller size, bigger than a digest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the digest size. <clears throat> but um, yeah, it's this was a twenty five dollar book, and it has four hundred and thirty pages in it. Mm-hmm. And I got it for you know thirty five percent off. So kind of looks like the uh, the the large scale paperbacks you get these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, it does. It's, it's it's roughly that size. I've got a couple of those up there. My Chapter House Dune and my uh, Runes of the Earth by Stephen Donaldson are both uh, that that kind of large format yep. paperback. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing, which makes it real easy to read. Um, it's uh, and it's cool because it is just a little tiny bit uh, smaller, just a little smaller, yeah. and it's you know jam packed. It's, you know, 400 and something pages, so. And it's color, and yeah. I think wow. it's a good compromise between color and size and cost. And the uh, the paper is kind of a, uh, uh, what's the, uh, um, glossy? Uh, no, the, the, the cross between the, uh, the matte and the glossy is the satin finish. Mossy? Yeah, kind satin. Of, is that, mass, this is kind of a, kind of a satin. It's, it's not, glatin. uh, glatin. <laughs> is it glatin? Because it's not, it, it's, it's in between. It's not a matte finish. It's not a glossy, you know, it's not, you know. You you can you know see your pimples and the reflection off the page or anything. Um, yeah, it's kind of a nice uh, satin finish, I'd say. Why would and, you uh, hold it up to your butt? Hmm? <laughs> I have no response for what that. What I this miss? Time. Pimples on your butt. Oh yeah. Then I got um, volume four of Daniel Way's Ghost Rider series. Um, Revelations is the name of this trade. Daniel Way started writing the Ghost ongoing Ghost Rider after Garth Ennis. Did a six-issue miniseries called uh, "The Road to Damnation." Huh. I believe I haven't read that. I've been looking for it, and I couldn't find it. I actually was looking for it yesterday. It's a rare book. I've seen the hardcover, but not the trade. Really? Uh, it's rare in my experience. Wow! I was trying to find it. Um, but at the beginning of the Daniel Way Ghost Rider series, Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider is in hell, and then he gets out, 
<clears throat> and so I think the Road to Damnation series takes – it either ends with Johnny Blaze going to hell or it takes place in hell. Don't know the particulars. The point is, in the Daniel Way uh, book, he gets out. Unknowingly, he also brings Lucifer out with him. Ew. But Lucifer is split into 666 different pieces. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot. And each of those pieces, when it finds a, a fresh corpse, mm-hmm. it reanimates it oh. and can do whatever it wants with it. So now Johnny has been going through the country looking for all of the pieces. Dad, yes. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Let's face it. You set yourself up for a 666-issue run. You got a pretty stable job there for a while. Well, didn't last that long, apparently. And then I think <laughs> since this, since Danny Way stopped, Jason Aaron has taken over on it. But this, on the back of Volume 4 here, it says, The Final Confrontation Between Ghost Rider and Lucifer. So something happens and it has to do with these two angels and then oh be warned this volume contains a shocking revelation about ghost rider's origin and the nature of his power so uh, I, I guess they he tweaks the origin a little bit okay. kind of puts a slant on it anyway Gives but i've really slant. i've really enjoyed this which surprises me because cool. i've never been a ghost rider fan and i yeah. don't know what oh i know why i picked this up uh Titan Comics Titan had Comics. had a whole box <laughs> full of trades after Wizard World Texas okay. that he had for five bucks, Aww. and I've heard nothing but good things about Ghost Rider Daniel Way. Okay, so I picked up the first two trades, and they were very good. So anyway, cool. got that one. Um, I also picked up the Brian Azzarello Joker mm. original graphic novel oh, that, that just recently came out. Right, it came out four months ago, yeah. maybe five months ago. Okay. And um, I've heard nothing but good about it. And this the the uh, Joker in this book is very much like the Heath Ledger Joker. It looks like he's got scars like the Heath Ledger Joker. Okay. Um, I actually could hear Heath Ledger's voice when I was reading this. Feel the feel Why that so curious that book. I took the dust cover off. It, it's almost got like a felt. Feel I have, to I have it. soiled hands. So like a uh, like a pool, almost like Ooh. somebody shaved a pool table. That's oh, a very yeah. nice. Uh, anyway, it's yeah. even the the pool table felt green yeah. color. Lee Bermejo Bermejo does the um, Bermejo. art, and it's really odd. Some of it's painted, and then some of it's inked. Really? Yeah, and I can't. And sometimes that those things will be on the same page. Like there will be a panel of painted art, but then there will be a panel. I mean, the rest of it will be inked. Like for here, for instance. See this page right here? Look yeah. down here. It's painted, but up here it's inked. And then if you go up farther, this is painted, but over here it's inked. So I really haven't figured out why they're doing it that way. So what is is this a character study of the Joker? Do yeah, they, it's it, like it's told through the eyes of one of his henchmen. Okay. Okay. Called Johnny Frost. Okay. And uh when when Joker <laughs> Joe Chill. when Joker asks him what his name was, he says Johnny, Johnny Frost. So the Joker always calls him Johnny Johnny Frost. In the book, <laughs> if he says, "Hey Johnny," he'll say, "Hey Johnny, Johnny, come here." Nice. So, yeah, that's pretty funny. But um, the, uh, Joe kills the guy who kills Joe Chill. Joe yeah. Chill. So that's kind of funny. Joe Chill, Johnny Frost, never occurred to me. <laughs> yep, you're right. Um, Who's Joe Chill? Sorry. He killed. He killed the Waynes. Batman doesn't show up in this Thank book you. until the very end. Right. So it's pretty cool. Um, after reading it, I'm kind of like you were with the Watchmen movie. I'm like, yeah, really. I'm not sure if I like it or not. Okay. Because it almost didn't have an ending. It just kind of went, 
And we're done. And we're done. <laughs> but I would highly a, recommend uh, reading it because it's a really good character study of the Joker, like you said. A, a slice of life uh, thing, huh? It's very entertaining. That much. But the the end kind of left me like going, huh, really? So, but wow. that, you know, 35% off at that sale, I, I was totally okay with that. How um, big is Zeus Comics, by the way? Is it a... It is, is it modest? Is it is it? Uh, it's smaller. It's smaller inside than Titan Comics. Okay. Um, the lighting is poor, extremely poor. Um, it's very hip. That's funny. Yeah, with quotation fingers. Okay. Um, the, I mean, they have nice <laughs> glass casing, and it's very hip. But yeah, the lighting could use some help in there. Yeah, okay. and if it's really bright outside, yeah, the light comes shining in, and my eyes, it's kind of like. Yeah, I've I've been in like I CD. have to like shield my yeah. eyes from the the sun the light coming in you know it's really yeah kinda... it's drag on like the CD shop where it's like that sun streaming in and you can't actually see the labels on any of the CDs because it's bouncing right. off the plastic on right so is this, are they have a uh, decent uh, back issues or whatever? yeah they've got several boxes of back issues okay yeah cool I just I'm, uh, it's a drag to me that um, that these days the trend and I understand why they do it but the trend towards getting rid of back issues in the stores and just leaving the back issues online to make room for more trades in the mm-hmm. stores I, I get that but that doesn't make it any easier for me the consumer who likes to peruse back issues much like it's the exact same concept as going to a used record store sure you know um, you know it, it's just you know I I didn't come here just to get the new releases you know I mm-hmm. came here to to spend some time to just you know, to see if I found something that maybe, you know, I just, I didn't even realize I was looking for. And if the dang back issues aren't there, then there's no way you're going to accidentally trip across something you didn't even know you wanted. Do you, do you ever go to Hat Price Books? Because they usually have a... No, yeah, but their selection, red, free yeah their selection is so random, though. Yeah. I mean, it's at least the, the Half Price uh, that's kind of in our neck of the neck of the woods, neck of the way... Um, They've at least started alphabetizing them, <laughs> you know, so, which is nice because most of the half price you go to, it's just like, you know, sometimes they're alphabetized. Every store has their own policy, but but it's a drag when they're completely random. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, it's it's fun, but I unfortunately these days I rarely have the time to um, just read the entire thing. Is that the Little Prince? Oh, no. no, that's something else. Okay. Um, one other thing before. Oh, a couple other things. I uh, went to Titan on Wednesday on so New jealous. Comic Book Day because so it's just a five-minute drive from where I work. Cool. And Titan Comics. Okay, that's why I've been uh, going to uh, I've been going to Big World. Uh, yeah. a few times recently because it's pretty much on the way back from um, from the two places I spend time. Now I started collecting Scar, Son of Hulk mm-hmm. when it came out, but I was less than thrilled with the art because it okay. was Ron Garney drawing it, which was great, but mm-hmm. there was no inker. So it just, and it was really hard to look at. Is that the pencil art with just colors over yes. it? Yes. Yeah, they did that with the Ultimate Fantastic Four. Tyler Kirkham uh, yeah. was doing it, and um, yeah, it was just pencil art with colors, and it was, it was an interesting a, was look. Not a fan of it at all, yeah. and I wanted to read it because I like Greg Pak and I like Ron Garney, but I was just like, I can't okay. deal with this. So you're still okay with Greg Pak even after uh, World War Hulk? Yeah, I liked World War Hulk. Do you think that that ended? I'm sorry to tangent, but did, were you satisfied with the conclusion of World War Hulk? I wasn't disappointed, but I okay. Or I wasn't angry, or I didn't dislike it. Okay, cool. I think it probably I mean, needed a little more umph. I, 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 I kind of walked away with a meh. You know, it just didn't really. I thought it made it, it thought it made some sense at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it wasn't. You know, I've been. I think in the last couple of uh, episodes, I've kind of ragged on Marvel. Um, well, 
I think Marvel has been taking the easy way out the last several years. Instead of making hard decisions and, yeah. and taking br- uh, brave storytelling choices, yeah, they've just kind of went, uh, let's just end it this way and yeah. we'll cover our own rears. Well, I mean, you couldn't be more right. I mean, the Civil War ends with Steve Rogers going, man, you were right the whole time. We give up. And then, you know, Secret Invasion. And, you know, we, we heard the... You know, not just them, but the uh, the comic geek speak guys in particular, um, speculating that w- what would it be like if the scrolls won and mm-hmm. you spent the next year or so under a scroll occupation? You know how great and how status quo you know rocking would that be? And you know couldn't agree more. And it's just too darn bad that uh, we never got a chance to find out. You so. would you would want y- you would want something that just affects. The yeah. world. I mean, it, now, now well, it's it kind of the same way with World War Hulk too, because you know that changed very little in the way of the Marvel status quo. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I I think sometimes I think the writers forget that they're dealing with comic books and they're dealing with the fluid. You know, they're not dealing with actors or anything like that. They yeah. can kill a character and very well bring him back a year later, right. or they can completely make someone disappear and or make them bad and completely yeah. bring them back a year later you know it's i wish they would do do more stuff like that well the, the one thing of world war hulk that i didn't like was it was just you know okay we're you know the middle of manhattan is kind of messed up and you know a couple of heroes kind of got beat up but you know very little in the way of, of real change happened to the marvel universe and yeah it's okay I, I i don't mean to i don't mean to send uh you know hate letters or you know anything like that um, I think um, just just expressing disappointment. I think Marvel have may have kind of gotten the hint that people were not a fan of of the non-inked Ron Garney stuff because okay. I have in my hand issue six. I think I I bought the first three. Yeah, dropped it. When I went back into Titan, uh, I went back in with the knowledge that Planet Scar was okay. going to start soon. Oh wow! When Scar comes to Earth and confronts his father. Yeah, and does does a Silver Surfer play into that somehow? Yeah, well, yeah. in Scar. Uh, number seven uh, starts the Silver Surfer Returns Part One of Four. Excellent. So I picked up seven and eight, which is parts one and two. Okay. And then I went back and picked up number six, which has Ron Garney mm-hmm. uh, artwork and is got G U I C E. Is that Jackson? Jackson Geis? Is he an inker? Geis. He must. Uh, he must be an inker. Where am I? Where's that name coming? He must into be an inker, but oh, from. Butch Geis. Butch Geis. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, because it's. It is inked, yeah. Ron well, Garney art. So I'm sorry, Butch Geist. I've seen your name a billion yeah, times, and I can't remember what it was I on. I don't think Butch Geist listens, so we're okay. That's okay. But anyway, nobody listens. I know. We're not even recording right now. <laughs> Are we recording right now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now that's funny. so. Anyway, um, I picked <laughs> I those. Uh, we don't even bother recording. We just show up, turn the microphones on, talk to each other for a half hour. At the end of number see six, you next weekend. At the end of number six, it ends with a Silver Surfer splash page. Ooh! So then number seven is part one. So anyway, excellent. I, I'd like to. I would like to read the Planet Scar because I liked Planet Hulk. Cool. I liked World War Hulk. Anyway, interesting that Greg Pak is kind of uh, uh, sequestering himself in the Hulk universe here. Well, he was. You know, he did the the whole trilogy. He's been calling yeah. it a Hulk trilogy. Yeah. He did Planet Hulk, World War Hulk, and now Planet Scar. Is so Planet up. Scar is supposed to be the. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I also picked up from Ape Entertainment the. Black Coat, Athena Voltaire. Okay. Um, oh, cool. Book, our, our friend Steve Bryant. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a story in here, uh, Athena Voltaire story by Steve Bryant, and then there's a a uh, Black Coat story with, by um, Ben Licious, who does the Black Ben Licious, what kind of joke name is that? It's not It's not a joke name. But anyway. What if what if his wife, he had his wife, and a, her name was D, 
I think it's a crossover. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Delicious. Look, there's the get it right over here is on the back. It shows <laughs> Thank the, you. the whole. Team. Yeah, that's a crossover. I remember yeah, hearing that's about the, that. Um, this is uh, the second. The cover to the second issue will have the. Uh, well, actually, it's not second issue. This is issue one of one. The next two. This is two dollar book. The next two dollar book will be Athena ben Voltaire, Licious. the Black Coat. Your daughter thinks that is the know. funniest she's, joke in the world. She's easily entertained. Benlicious. Hey, listen to me, this. Man. High praise from Matt Fraction for our buddy Steve Bryan. Well, good. Athena Voltaire is just my kind of glorious pulp epic, a comic lover's comic book, if there ever was one, full of everything that makes comic <laughs> books worth loving. Very cool. <laughs> so I, I picked those up. Oh, and then. Uh, Geek related. I wanted to show you what my brother gave me for Christmas. Bill. Oh, that's fun! Oh, sweet! Pez, Star Trek original me. series collector set. Tell me what it was wrapped in. It was wrapped. You won't believe this. Delicious. My brother took some no, wrapping paper no, okay. and right. turned it inside out so it was white on the outside. Okay. He hand drew. He hand drew the Klingon symbol. Wow. Big and like it, you know, it filled this whole. Wait, did you tell what it was? It's pretty big. Yes, the Star Trek Pez, Pez co- okay. collection. R- list off the people in it. Well, this is the uh, the original series, yes. which is great. This is a limited edition. Um, uh, but you've got uh, from left to right Uhuru, uh, Chekhov, McCoy. Uh, I, uh, that's Kirk, probably. I guess that's Kirk. He must be in the collection. Um, Spock, uh, Scotty, and uh, well, Sulu. And the, the yeah, somewhere in the middle, I love that. Kind of whatever like, that thing in the middle is, that's with a the Pez Enterprise with the the Enterprise yeah. coming out of a cloud of plasma or something, that's pretty orbiting cool. the planet on top or, of Earth. That's yeah. cool. Oh, what is it, my. dude? Does it come with a pet? Yeah. I don't know. the 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 question at this point for Kevin and Brad is: Do you open that and use those? I'm not going to open it right now. This but is, you could open it and decorate your limited office, edition twenty nine thousand five hundred eighty five of two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. So there's not that many of those around. I mean, that's pretty neat. Anyway, he, he hand drew a really detailed Klingon Empire symbol. Yeah, and then underneath it, he go- he must have Googled Klingon because underneath it, in Klingon, oh, he wrote "Merry Christmas" um, <laughs> from Brad's brother's family. Okay, in Klingonese. Yeah, in Klingonese. So did you did you have to translate that, or did he do it for he, you? He he wrote it out oh, in okay. Klingon, and then below it in okay. in okay. standard, he wrote. I was about to say, it would have been cool if he'd made you, like, you know, write him or, you know, decode it yourself. Kirk looks just a little off. His, <laughs> yeah. His well, nose does, is a so bit... Does, so does McCoy a little his bit. His nose is a bit too pointy. Yeah, that, that's what it is. He's I got... Many of them have pointy noses. That looks like Bester. Ooh. Well, even more so than Chekhov, it looks wow. like Bester. <laughs> anyway, but that is really neat. I really like that. I'm tempted to crack it open and eat some Pez, but... You mm. can go buy other Pez. I know. Yeah, That's a point. limited edition. Yeah, you're, you know what? You, you, you speak words of truth over there. So now we're in, we're in outer space, which will segue into this last thing I wanted to talk about. You guys recently... Oh, see, You guys is, know... Rec- go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that on the back of this, it kind of gives you uh, descriptions of the characters and stuff. Uh, which is really cool, um, you know, because it's not necessarily ordin- um, obvious stuff. Like uh, Spock is listed as the first Vulcan to attend Starfleet Academy. Um, uh, Kirk, uh, the youngest officer to achieve the rank of captain, that kind of thing. But the USS Enterprise here, it says, and I quote: "So uh, Brandon Braga or Berman and uh, Braga, you need to um, you need to take this and sit on it." Um, the Constitution hey, class starship was previously captained by Christopher Pike. Before coming under the command of Captain James T. Kirk, 
It's historic five-year mission from 2264-2069 under Kirk's command. Sir Nipsman has placed the most famous first human history ball. Is this so, cat yours? Which one? Black and white one. The cat? Um, you know, I don't really claim any of these animals. They just kind of live here with me, you know? This is I, like a zoo. I tolerate yeah. them. It is. It's how like how many cats? How many cats? Have? Yeah, we two? have three cats, three, three dogs, and we now have drum roll, please. We now have a. <laughs> Thank you. Joy to the world. <laughs> I've actually got that here somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally what I was thinking is when I was doing that. But uh, uh, we Zoe for her birthday, um, which was uh, here in the middle of March. Um, just previous to this date, uh, she got herself a bearded dragon, which is a uh, lizard cool. that looks a lot like, um, it kind of looks like a skinny horny toad with a long tail. And it'll eventually grow larger and it'll get kind of like a, a, a mane-like thing on its head skull um, for area. Does it have a yeah, name yet? No, I don't think they've named it yet. They had, uh, <laughs> during the break between both shows, uh, Zoe showed it to yeah. me, and they're thinking, considering King Tut. As a King name. Tut. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The prairie dog's name was Ramsey's back in the day. That was the old house. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we ever tell you about uh, the time we, uh, we took uh, Jeff Tracy's computer and loaded it up with sound effects? Oh, my God. Wait. I was and there. This was, this was one of them. Yeah. And it was, ama- yeah, it was amazing how you was- find that, that it'll layer... The, the Windows computer will layer, what, 10, 11 sounds at one time? Yeah. And so every time he'd do the simplest thing, it would fire off like these 25-second-long <laughs> sound files. You had it for, like, when you click, <laughs> it would play a sound effect. When you minimize, <laughs> you'd play a sound effect. When you maximize. I believe we had every single event you could, every single thing you could do on a computer had a sound associated to it. Like, normally you go look at your sound files, and you only have, you'll have sounds attached to maybe, what, a quarter Ding. of them. Mm-hmm. You know, new mail notification, <laughs> you know, they, you know, Critical stop, that kind of thing. But uh, no, every single every <laughs> single thing you could do. And they were no less than, than twenty <laughs> seconds long. Yeah, this thing here, this twenty five seconds. <laughs> well, it would. I geez, what I wouldn't give. I remember uh, him sitting down. Yes, and, and turning it on, or you know, and and waking it up, or whatever, and him just laughing. Was and it was funny. it was kind of one of those <laughs> real funny guys. <laughs> you sure got me. Sons of guns. I will get you all. That's the last thing I do. And you can't stop that it. That was the context. You can't stop it when they make those noises. No. 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 The only thing you can do is wait for it to be over mm-hmm. and done with. You can turn your speakers off. And the thing that, g- that gets me is... And that it slowed the computer down, too. Oh, yeah. Never sure, once, not one time, did he ever go back. Because he went back and manually changed everything back. Did he really? Yeah. He, I don't know. There's probably a default button on there or something. But, I wonder why our company he went, went under. He went back and changed <laughs> Hey, you know? not, hey! It's not my. It's it's not any of our faults. We didn't have a shoot scheduled that morning. Okay, we, not my we fault. We used to goof off a lot there. Yeah, okay. but not. Yeah, but but when they had work for us, we'd we'd we did, give them a hundred percent, baby. <laughs> and when they didn't have work for us, we'd uh, we'd prank people. Um, but yeah, Jeff, oddly enough, never once did he ever leave his computer un uh, you know unlocked <laughs> ever again, because we had it set up. Um, where the this this wonderful magnificent soundscape we had constructed so lovingly for Jeff Tracy, um, I, we named it. Uh, we gave it a scheme that sounded like real real basic, like uh, it was like Windows Player Default or something. You know, something that you wouldn't look at that and go, "Well, this is obviously some jerks." You know, screwing my computer. So yeah, it's like if he ever if he had ever left it alone and unprotected and unlocked for 
three seconds, I could have gotten back in there and rechanged it <laughs> and put it all back to the way it was, like that. Now you, you he played, never gave us the chance. You that played son of a one other prank on him, and then he responded in kind. Uh, the prank that you guys played was you got all those um, mailboxes, constructed mailboxes, and made like a filled his cube up with them to where there was no. You made like the slightest space to get in and get to his computer, but there was a roof to it. Yep. There was it was everywhere. more than he did for us, by the way. <laughs> that, you know the, where those boxes came from, right? Yes, um, <clears throat> that was me. I made a mistake uh-huh. on the. I was told on the UPS, USPS website you could order those priority mailboxes, and they would send them to you I free. Remember yeah. all yeah. of those. So on the website. I went in and I was look, read it. And I thought I knew what I was reading, and it's how many do you want? I said quantity. And I said ten. I said, Just send me ten boxes, no big deal. What they sent me was ten boxes, and each of those boxes <laughs> contained twenty five yeah. individual it, it priority was, mailboxes. They sent you ten boxes of boxes. Right. That's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> They sent me 250 priority mailboxes, <laughs> and they were just sitting there forever. And then and you guys must have gone what, at it. Roughly, a roughly a foot by a foot by a foot cube. Yeah, it made a very nice cube. Yeah, and when you have hundreds of those things, <laughs> breaking them back down was drag too. Yeah, <laughs> we I had bet. to do that after the fact. <laughs> Our boss finally said. Pretty funny, guys, but, um, you know, we have, like, tours to this building, so, you know, get rid of those. That was after uh, we had to uh, clear all the uh, chairs out of my cubicle. Is that, that's how he, yeah. that's how well, he, what he did was he too. came in one night, yeah, and he uh, he filled up, he filled up Mark Pearson's cubicle <laughs> with the uh, with the boxes, <laughs> and he put all the chairs he could find on the first floor into my cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> he also disconnected everything on my, he, he left the monitor, but, like, I think the you know the keyboard and the, all the cables and stuff were were hidden. Um, uh, yeah, keyboard and all the knickknacks you know uh, were hidden in boxes that were filling up Mark's cube. Nice. And it wasn't like one thing in each box. It was like you know like three out of two hundred boxes had some of my stuff in them. Great. So That's yeah, nice. it took a while. It took a while. We're at thirty three minutes. If anyone cares. Oh, thank you, Limbiscuit. No, I had one more thing okay. to talk okay. about. You guys know um, over the last I can't remember exactly when it happens so that I, I've read part of this book two-ish years I've, this book is called the Pluto Files by an astronomer named something Neil deGrasse Tyson okay Pluto the last planet in the solar system yes over the past few years it was demoted right it's no longer planet. officially and, and a your planet. head was promoted <laughs> <laughs> your big head. Yes, you I have was, a big head. Yes, Brad. I things wear a size not, eight fitted hat. Things do not orbit Brad's skull. It's not like it's not like Peter Griffin's eight. stomach. So anyway, this astronomer eight. he was partly responsible for for the the demotion. Okay, know, he was the head of the organization that that first suggested we need to demote it from a planet to a yeah. dwarf planet. Anyway, well, it was either that or there's like ten thousand planets in the solar system. One of the two, right? So, so, you know, or well, I may be exaggerating that number. A few no. years later, the official Astronomy Association of the World or whatever, they also decided to follow suit, and so it has officially okay. been demoted. But anyway, <clears throat> this guy, this astronomer, got um, several letters from kids that were angry. Really? Yeah. And so he photocopied some letters nice. and put them in this book, and I want Ashley to read, it, read them to oh, you. Oh, how cool. Because it's really cute. So uh, is this the first one? Yeah. Yeah, read that one. 
Dear scientist. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's it. That, that's, that's a win winning, right there. That's the winner one <laughs> right there. Oh, it doesn't say how old this person is. Some of them do, but that Dear one doesn't. Scientist. I you am can tell they're, you can tell they're little kids because the handwriting is, you know. Right. And the mis- read, them, read all the words misspelled and everything. Okay. Dear scientist, what do you call Pluto if it's not a planet anymore? If you make it a planet again, all the science books will be right. Do people live on Pluto? If there are people who live there, they won't exist. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Quite a metaphysical conundrum there. Why can't Pluto be a planet? If it's small, doesn't if it's small doesn't mean that it don't have to be a planet anymore. <laughs> Come and on, that's what's wrong with our educational system, right there. It's probably eight. <laughs> Sincerely, Johnny, twenty-one. <laughs> Keep reading. Some people like Pluto. If it doesn't exist, then they don't have a favorite planet. Please. No. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It gets better. Hold on. Please write back, but not in cursive because I can't read in cursive. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't say how old this that person was. No. Those kids say so the So that kid had things. to sit down and think of his argument. Well, let's yeah. see. Oh, well, Pluto doesn't exist. I, well, well, the pros, his logic is awesome. It's not the pros and cons. If a person has a favorite planet and Pluto doesn't exist, then their favorite... They don't have a favorite planet anymore. Yeah. Okay, re- and then there's two more. Read Dear Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson, that's his last name. Oh, Tyson, just kidding. I know how you feel. We feel the same about Pluto not being a planet. I'm too, but we just have to get over it. (laughs) That's science. That's science. It's science. From a two-year-old. We too learn about science. Science will make you smart. Love, Siddick. Siddig, eight eight year old kid. Siddig. Now, the, who was the uh, the doctor on Deep Space yes. Nine? <clears throat> okay, so there have been several of these angry letters that that kids wrote, <laughs> and then the one he printed at the very beginning <laughs> kind of sums it up. <laughs> Dear Doctor Neil Tyson DeGrasse, at first, remember all of those kids that send you bad letters. Well, I want to apologize all the things that we were wrong about. We're sorry about dot 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 giving you mean letters saying we love Pluto but not you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sorry. It'll be okay. Taylor, age seven. Oh, <laughs> that's a good kid. What was that last part? Saying <laughs> 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 we love Pluto but, but not, not you. you. <laughs> uh, but this. I've always been uh, a solar system fan and uh, yeah. you know, planets and stuff like that. And, Love it. And this book is really <laughs> it's written for somebody of my intelligence. You know, okay. <laughs> it's big words and pictures. Yes, and, so and um, Dilbert. Uh, it's it's really interesting for those who give a crap about why planet was de- uh, Pluto was demoted. So the Pluto files, the Pluto files, by yeah. and those Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes, and yes. those letters Doctor. just made me laugh. That's great. That's funny. See, she I was sh- reading it to me in the car last mm-hmm. night, and I swear we almost served off the road like should, three times. I would consider uh, getting that uh, getting that for Zoe. I mean, I don't know if she's up to reading uh, words that big yet, but uh, she has expressed interest in uh, astronomy and I, the solar system. It, it, and she knows full well that Pluto love, has been demoted. Does it? It, yeah. it. it gives a uh, it gives a, um, a whole account of 
when it was discovered, how it was discovered. By the back. way, it was named by it by an 11 year old girl. She suggested really? the name Pluto, but um, because she liked the dog. <clears throat> yeah, but there, you know, there was some talk about, uh, and I think actually, um, the the Walt Disney dog came first. Yeah, and but since but but Pluto's the the god of, uh, of mean, the dead and yeah. the underworld. Yes, and and since all the other planets were kind of named in that yeah. fashion, it just kind of fit. So mm-hmm. the girl says, "Why not Pluto?" So named anyway. what fashion? Uh, named after Greek or, or Roman gods. The, oh, okay. I get them backwards. The planets are named after, I think, the Roman pantheon, and the moons of each planet were named after the Greek counterparts of the Roman. Hmm. So is our moon's name Moon? Our, our moon is just Moon. I mean, yeah. Luna, There's I, Earth, think, yeah. I think. Yeah. Earth and Moon are kind of pretty generic, I guess. Well, yeah, and actually, our, we're called Terra. Yeah. There's a... Yeah. And, and our moon is Luna. So, uh, those are the names, but we don't. Our sun is called Sun. That is its name. There was a. It's a not whole... Saul. Sunny. Saul. Now that you say that. I mean, I'm you know, as long as we're being intellectual elitists, we might as well get. Oh, I love straight. being an intellectual elitist. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's fun to be an intellectual. Uh, the Roman god of sun. See, you know what? I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Think, yeah. Yeah. Here yeah. We All go. right. So I was go. wrong about the uh, high five, baby. Blow me up, Frank. <laughs> okay. Listen, yeah. I, I was half wrong, and uh, then you corrected me, and then I was able to return the favor. So I feel good. It's a synergy we have working here. Synergy is nice. By tradition, synergy. dating back to yes. Galileo in the early 1600, planet moons are named for Greek mythological characters in the life of the Greek god, whose Roman counterpart is the name of the planet itself. Ooh. For example. The four brightest moons of Jupiter, Io, Ganymede, Callisto, and Europa, mm-hmm. are characters in the life of the Greek god Zeus, for whom Jupiter is the Roman counterpart. You lost me. Wow, that's uh, that's virtually it's science. Confusing. It's science. I need Look, to get that clip too. <laughs> it's science. <laughs> a man's brain is bigger that's than a woman's science. brain. It's science. Just science. Is so smart. Anyway. How could anyone even know that? Dear science, tis. <laughs> that's what we need. I need to start writing letters it, it, to Dear Science. It, it's like why, the episode of The Office when us? they did rabies awareness and they made the check out to science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Oh, Have you been man. watching The Office this, this uh, year? No, just collecting them. I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, I've been trying to watch it and my TiVo, I swear to God, my TiVo is getting smaller. <laughs> is it? I'm serious. I, I looked on the TiVo uh, a couple watch, nights so ago. you watched stuff, you got to delete it. Well, but Your the problem is that, that with Sasha, God bless her, being right in the middle of theater season, we never get a chance to watch anything because by the time she gets home from rehearsals, it's 11.15 at night. <laughs> she's she's exhausted. I'm tired. You know, and so... You guys yeah, still have a VCR? Yeah. <laughs> You could lay some of those things to take. I know. I I've actually know. been uh, recording uh, the Grey's Anatomies on uh, DVD for. Ooh. Yeah. Do you iron your skirt while you're watching it? Yeah, maybe I do. <laughs> iron my skirt first because, you know, the man, Grey's Anatomy. man always comes first in the relationship. It's a kilt. Thank you. I'm glad you came over. Are you over. Scottish? Huh? Are you Scottish? I'm, Don't start. I'm, uh, I'm Scottish, a little bit Scottish. I'm mainly Irish, though. Yeah. It's I'm 116th Irish. Yes. And all human. Yeah. Don't forget that. You're all earthling. Well, it's like... Uh, I don't know about all of me. I'm a... Uh, gosh, I'm less than half Irish, which is a darn shame. Uh, uh, Irish grandfather, uh, uh, English uh, grandmother, English grandfather, and uh, German grandmother. So I guess half British and uh, the rest is Irish. I got and, this. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm... <laughs> 
You see that? <laughs> pointed at me. I got this. <laughs> You're lucky you got this. You couldn't have done any better than this. Hey, just think, man. <clears throat> the uh, the 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 astronomical odds of you being born healthy and you know smart and surprised we, healthy and smart we, with this. We body. have one more thing before I we know. go. Kinda. Oh, ow! We have to do one more thing before we go. The Dune Chronicles. Would that be the reading from the Book of Dune? Yes. Oh, I like that. And now here's Bill McGonnell with the reading from Dune. Okay. The custom here is for hosts and hostess to follow their guests to the table, she said, and smiled. Shall we change that one too, my lord? He spoke coldly. That seems a goodly custom we should let it stand. For now. And that was a reading from the Book of Dune by Bill McGonnell. Mm. Tune in next week for another reading from the Book of Dune by Bill McGonnell. I like it. Here's a, here's a preview. Here's a preview. <laughs> next week's reading from the Book of Dune. Dune. Hey, that messes up the whole one. <laughs> he already messed it up. He read three sentences. And and, and you you just have to read part of it, not all of it, because it's a preview. Where's Duncan Idaho, Paul asked? Isn't he supposed to be teaching me weaponry? That was a whole sentence. You might as well give me you a had, preview. It was a preview. Okay, all right, here's a preview. preview. I shall have to consider my... <laughs> Tune in next week for the conclusion of that sentence. <laughs> uh, Bill McGonnell reads Dune. That's one the definition of a tease, boys. Girls. Are we out of here? Yes. Dogs. Right. Nice. For a half hour wasted. I'm Frank. Hey, oh, wait. Oh, okay. What? Oh, jeez. Um, Giraffes. It's just all goodbye notes. Be sure to listen to uh, Legion Potty of Dudes Pie. every Thursday on this feed. They go in-depth into mm-hmm. your uh, favorite graphic novels. I'd like to apologize for soiling uh, uh, Kingdom Come uh, Episode 2. Um, we'll can do it do again. <laughs> yeah, I think, I'm gonna, I think they'll let me back for Episode 3, but I haven't got official word yet, so I'm just assuming. We're I hate having, to assume. We're having a call-in show for uh, Star Trek the movie, the weekend of. Details to come. And uh, we're having a contest. Send us a photo of you wasting time. Send in a photo. We'll pick the winner, and you'll get a prize from our prize club. We need it badly. We yeah. never, we didn't, when we started the contest, we didn't specifically say where to send the photo. Like oh, which uh, I did. Uh, Halfhourwastedgmail.com. That's great. Send it there. They're just saying uh, wasting time. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you, know. you may win a copy of Meatballs on DVD. <laughs> or, or other fabulous prizes. I do have those couple of DVDs that I was going to pitch in. Remember? Nice. Yeah. All right, guys. And, uh, you know, you may find a random single issue. You never know. Okay. <laughs> I've actually got uh, some Legion of Superheroes uh, double issues that I accidentally bought, and so maybe I'll toss some of those in, too. Cool. That's, yeah. that's a bargain. Good stuff, boys. Okay. You, know what, you can't, go, can't go wrong with Legion of Superheroes. Thank you, Limp Biscuit. 